Welcome to episode 11 of Sister Moms. On this episode of Sister Moms, we'll be discussing what the other side of single motherhood looks like. So we brought in a special guest to discuss her experiences with you all about what it looks like being a single mom and what her life looks like now on the other side of that. Um, But before we get into that, John Nisha, how was your week? Hello, everyone. Um, (laughs) Daylight savings time was this week, so I'm tired. And I have a two-year-old who struggled with adjusting to the time difference as well. How was your week, Shelly? Well, um, I think this might be like the first episode where I don't have on a scarf. So that says some <laughs> things about, <laughs> about where I am because doing my hair is, you already know it's like, it takes me about a week to think about it. I got to pray about it. And then I got to sit down and do it. And that that usually takes me about two days. This time, I just hashed it out. I finally found the energy to just do it. And so I think I realized a part of that is I'm getting to a space of like where I fa- I'm finding that energy that people talk about. Like, what happened when you become a new mom? I think I'm finding it. That's exciting. I- Yes. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Um, But without further ado, I want to introduce our special guest today, Latoya Lee. Um, I'll be calling her Toya. We go by nicknames on here. Um, So I'm going to let her share her week before I give up the full introduction. So Toya, how's your week? Oh, my week was interesting. So I'm an empty nester, but my son had his wisdom teeth removed this week. So I was being nurse mom this week and, Ooh. oh man, it was eventful. I, I actually loved it, you know, cause having him home and taking care of him again, it made me feel warm inside. So I was making soup and <laughs> fixing cold packs and fixing medicine and, you know, propping him up and just taking care of him and living on him. So it was good. It put me back in the mind frame of, you know, being a mom of a small kid, but you know, he's back to normal now. So he is back <laughs> loud and normal self now. Oh, I can only imagine how amazing that is to fuck. Oh, I get to take care of my little baby again, even though he's not a little baby no more. <laughs> Did he get all four pulled or did he get like two pulled? Four, yes. Oh my goodness. All four. And he had to go to the oral surgeon because they were impacted. So they had to remove him. And he was like pretty much back to infant stage, you know, like he was knocked out. They put him to sleep. I have never seen him like that. Even as a little baby, he was oh. just helpless. <laughs> Well, that's huge. I remember when I got all four of mine pulled. I was in college, I think. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be the worst. But I don't know why. I'm, I have a low threshold for pain. But that mess was, I was fine. I was like, where the ice cream at, though? I seen on TV they get ice cream and stuff like this happen. <laughs> but, yeah, I want to share a little bit how about how I know Toya. Last two episodes, um, Janisha, they were Janisha's friends or j- friends that Janisha stole from me. <laughs> so this is my friend. Like Janisha just met her today. So <laughs> I'm going to get to introduce my friend Toya. We met at church through a mutual friend. And um, you were saying we met in a small group, but that small group Toya that y'all were a part of, I wasn't a part of that group. I hadn't even gone to the church yet. <laughs> I met y'all. 
No, I was in the the uh, group we the secret group group we did later. <laughs> but yeah, she. So I met her through a mutual friend, and um, once we met, we just hit it off. So it was like a group of four of us, and after that, we were like, we don't see any, you know, small groups that we all want to be a part of. So we created our own small group at the church, and then we decided like are we going to allow others in the group? And I remember like, we looked at each other like, nah, <laughs> nah. it was the war room, war room, small group is what we did. And that was powerful. It was nice. It was my first time having a group of friends since I moved to Alabama. And that was, that was perfect. So I'm going to um, start asking you some questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? Okay. So what are your titles? And I know that sometimes that's a loaded question for people like you and my sister, but <laughs> you got you overachievers over here. But what are some titles that you go by, some things that you're doing right now that you'd like to share with us? Oh, wow. I have a ton of titles. Like, oh my gosh, I can't even keep up myself. So if I miss something, don't, don't charge me for that. I just can't remember all the time. That's just me. <laughs> so first off, I'm a mom. I'm a fiance. Of course, I'm a sister and a daughter, you know, so I love being that. But in other capacities, I'm a full-time paralegal with the Air Force. I'm also a case manager with the federal court system. I'm also a blogger, content creator, slash influencer, whichever it is for that day. I do it all. <laughs> wow. See, I told y'all her list was going to be long and that's not even half of it. Like <laughs> since I met her, she's like a big sister and a big brother, big sister program. <laughs> See, I told you I was going to forget something. Yeah. Yeah. An uh, ex Zumba instructor, you know. <laughs> A little bit of everything. everything. Yep. When I was talking to my sister yesterday, I said, you know what? Y'all have a lot in common. Y'all got full-time jobs. She's in the Navy Reserves. You're in the Air Force Reserves. Like, yeah. and just, and she's in a blogger, blogging right now. And kind of, y'all are carving your own little space into like, okay, I'm at a new season and now I want to do something new. And so mm -hmm. I love that. And y'all mm -hmm. see those that are listening, why I didn't try to introduce her titles myself, because I couldn't list all those myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but for the listeners, um, I want to ask how many kids you have and what their ages or age is. I know the answer. So it's weird asking you like that, but <laughs> go ahead and share. So I have one child. He's a boy. Well, he's a grown man. He's 18 years old. He's in college at University of Alabama. So I'm an empty nester. He is at home right now because, of course, like I mentioned earlier, he got his moving team removed. And other than that, he is always gone. He's not home. You know, I do miss him being home, you know. And I'm just like, I was a, I'm a whole mess. Let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> We wanted to do this episode, especially because when you're new to that single mom stage, it's like, you might feel like the world is ending. This is it. Like my, my dating life is over. My personal life is over. I can't do all the things I set out to do. Um, but knowing her, like she's an inspiration, honestly. Like when I, when I did learn about the things she did and then I, she introduced me to her son. I was like, hold up, <laughs> you doing all this. You got this grown boy this is crazy. Now he a grown man. And so a lot of people might think 
I'm not going to find the one anymore because, you know, it's too late for me. So can you share a little bit about your dating life um, while raising him? Like, did that change? How was that? The dating life was a journey. Let me tell you, that was a journey. Of course, I found love now, you know, because I'm engaged. But um, earlier on, it was very, very tough. I must say that. I, I'm sure everybody have their own story, their own journey. But for me, I was more focused on being a mom to him and looking back on it now, you know, I was like putting so much into him. You have to find your own place because they grow up. They, they leave the nest and they don't want to do with you. Like until they want some money, you know, that's him. You know, he, he's like, okay, mama, you know, I'm going here with my friends. I remember for his 16th birthday, he did not want to go out to eat with me for his birthday. He only wanted to go with his friends. I was so hurt. Oh, it's like, all the stuff I do for you, you don't want me to take you out to eat. No, he wanted it, but it was just a part of him growing up. So for me, I was putting all the energy into him, you know, because I was a single mom and I was trying to make up for his father not being around and you know, being there on a daily that I was just pouring so much into him that relationships, I would tell guys like, hey, I gotta help my son with a project or I gotta put him to sleep or I gotta make sure he has what he needs. You know, I don't have time to be hanging out with you all times of night. You know, I would go on days and I would date people and I was very particular. I didn't want to bring certain guys into his life and around him because you know children get attached real fast you know and quickly they pick up stuff so I didn't want to put someone in his life that will possibly you know leave or leave the scene so I was very apprehensive about bringing guys around so that I was very particular like I would date but I wouldn't bring them around I wouldn't let them come over my house you know stuff like that they'll meet me somewhere and things like that I just did not want to go through that whole like disappointment you know it's okay if I'm disappointed but I just don't want to do that to my child so with that being said dating was it was very eventful not saying I didn't date I did a whole lot let me tell you that (laughs) (laughs) I just was making sure that I didn't bring a lot of people around him and I'm actually glad that I did it that way because once I got engaged and me and my fiance got real serious that was one thing my family would say like she really liked you because she brought you around (laughs) because I did not play that but it was very it was difficult in the beginning, I, I must say that because I was trying to find the balance of how to date, finding babysitters and all that kind of stuff. So with him, once he got older, it was perfect because, hey, I can go wherever. I'm like, hey, dinner in there. You go in there, eat whatever you want to. I'm going on a date. Where are you going? Who are you going with? And that's another thing about older kids. Like when they get older, they want to know where you going, who you going with. Look, I'm the mama. Don't <laughs> I can imagine like one dating guys that don't have kids and they want all your time all your attention and like you want to come kick it no I can't just kick it (laughs) I gotta go home make dinner what you talking about so 
I can imagine how different dating is when you're young. You're just like, I got the whole world ahead of me. Like I could just do whatever I want. And you have a kid and it's like, ooh. And I know me and Janisha are waiting for that day. We could be like dinner in the kitchen, right, Nisha? <laughs> for Girl. sure. Because Imani be demanding. Her daughter is like, I want. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Um, next question. What has been your experience gaining and maintaining your friendship? So we talked about the dating piece, but what about the friendships piece? Has that shifted or did that shift once you had kid, had uh, your son? Yes, that shifted. For me, a lot of my friends, we were all fast. So we all had kids around that age. So we were all able to, you know, have our kids, have parties with them together and like have them to play with each other. But once I moved away, I actually lived in Atlanta for about five or six years, almost six years. And so when I moved there, I didn't have the friendships that I had in Mobile. So meeting people without children, they were actually pretty cool. You know, they... I had a friend, she watched Brandon for me when I was going to school at night, you know, things like that. They were very welcoming. So maintaining the friendships piece was actually pretty good for me. It's just now that he's older because now all my friends have small kids. I'm the only one that stopped, I guess. <laughs> so now my friends, you know, they have younger kids and me, I'm going somewhere every other week. Well, not pre-corona, you know, I was going somewhere. They're like, dang, you're going somewhere again. Yes, I am. Yeah, y'all you got somebody to go with you always got you and fiance be like come on let's go where they like I, I'm still making meals over here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got that all right so my next question was going to be have you had any success in the dating arena but I'm so happy you talked about your engagement um I know like I was super excited because Toy is like, I'm keeping my stuff on the hush-hush till it's important. And so when I met him, I was like, oh, he important. Because I never, <laughs> I never, and he's, I mean, he's such a gentleman. He's so sweet. So I think that's just inspiring to know that um, you were able to, you know, find someone that matched you so well. And in a time where you had time to really date and carve out what was important to you. So congratulations on the engagement. I can't wait to you guys. I know COVID kind of like messed up so much of those plans, um, but I can't wait to see the other side of that. So I'm going to let my sister take it from here. So you all know, I don't know Toya. So my questions will be genuine. I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> so um, I'll just share as I'm asking the questions, I'll be coming from the perspective of I'm the newer single mom. So I'm, I have a two-year-old, so I'm earlier in that journey and earlier in that story and just getting back in the dating scene. So I will be gleaning from Toya's story and the an excitement about um, what the future will hold because she's an example of that. So my first question is, did your list quote unquote change um, as it related to the type of men you dated once you had your son? Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, my list shifted. My li my list was like this. <laughs> it was definitely a roller coaster. I'm a teen mom, so my list in high school was just you look good. That's all I need. You look good. So here it was, look good. So when him 
his father and I did not work out, it was kind of like, okay, you know, let me make sure somebody has some stability and that they can provide for my son. It can be a perfect example. And so I started to run into guys that not necessarily look so great, you know, but they look good on paper and they have it all together and stuff like that. But they were just as much dogs as the as the ones that look good. So I was like, you know what, my, you know what, I, I gotta make sure they look good too. On top of being looking good on paper, because these ones that look alright, but look good on paper, they they just as crazy as them. So there we go with the roller coaster of how it was with my my list. So yes, my list pretty much changed. I I really wanted someone that was family oriented and nice looking and had their life on track and had goals and dreams and aspirations so they could be a good example to my son and I think I found that well I found it yes congratulations I'm not allowed to interject too much but yes he is very nice looking (laughs) (laughs) thanks for co-signing Shelly okay so my next question um Many younger single moms, um, they they deal with FOMO, right? Fear of missing out after they have children. Some feel like, kind of Shelly was saying in the beginning, like, my life is over. My life will never be the same. I'm trying to think about how I feel. I don't remember in the beginning if I felt like my life was over, kind of. Um, but can you share some of the things you accomplished even after having a son? I mean, you already told us all these titles that you have. Um, so what, what did that look like for you? You're, you're a mom, you're a young mom. What did that journey look like for you? So I kind of had that because, um, again, I was a teen mom. So I had that mentality in the beginning, like, oh my gosh, when I found out I was pregnant in high school, like my life is over. I am doomed. So everything that I had in my head that I wanted to do in life, I, I felt like it was over. Well, life takes the twists and turns. So instead of going off to college, going to pharmacy school, right when I graduated, like I planned on doing, I couldn't do that. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I thought about joining the military. And my father told me, this is a family of friendly. I'm just going to save that word what my dad told me. (laughs) No, you're not going. That's, I'm going to put it that way no, you're not going into the military because when I graduated from high school was right after September 11th. So, you know, you had so many people in Iraq losing their lives, fighting in war. So my dad was like, that's not a good idea. So, okay, I listened to that. So I started going to school. I started taking classes and I eventually went to pharmacy school and I was like in in class, just like, you know, doing whatever. And I'm like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I do not want to do this. And you know what? I am popping. I don't want to do this. I want to do something else. So I changed my major. I still, I moved to Atlanta, took a long break. I'm talking about a long break, five, six years long break. And I'm like, you know what? I moved up here to go to school and I'm not in school. Let me get it together. So I finally finished school. So I was able to finish school, accomplish that. And then I later joined the military. Like I wanted to do it back then when I was 17 years old. My dad told me no. And that want to join never went away. So I was just like, you know what? 
I'm grown now. I'm going to do this. So at 30 years old, yes, 30 years old, I joined the military. Craziest thing. Everybody looked at me like, are you crazy, Zoya? Like, what, what are you thinking? What is, what is going on? Like, girl, you ain't about to do that because you know me. I'm pretty and Here I come. But like, how are you going to survive? But I did it. Yes, yes, I did it. And on top of that, I became a big sister. You know, I started doing Zumba instructing, things like that. And here I am starting a new journey with blogging. Your life is not over. Your journey is your journey. No matter what twists and turns it takes, you don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be, they teach us when you're young girls, oh, you graduate from school, you go to college, you get married, you have a baby. No, it, it doesn't work that way. Everybody's story is not the same. Don't let society tell you that things have to be a certain way just because your life didn't go a certain way. You can do anything, any time of day. Like I have learned that because I have done all these things in reverse order, but I got it done. It doesn't matter how you get it done. If you have dreams, just go after them. Don't matter how old you are. Take it from me, 30 year old joining the military with kids that don't even know how to comb their hair. <laughs> That's so good. I, um, I, I definitely try to follow that same, you know, way of thought, like, don't let anything stop you. And I had a, that was my big wake up call because I was the, I started off doing it the cookie cutter way, right? You go to high school, then you go to college, then you go to grad school. As you go to grad school, you get a great job. You know, I was on that path. And then so when I became a single mom, it was like, hmm, marriage was supposed to be first. Now I'm a mom first and I don't have a husband, you know? So now what's my life, what's supposed to happen? And so just recognizing that life is does not go as planned. So I love that. Um, that's the truth and that's, that's a great reality to share. But the success story of you just keep going. Like, you know, you like, I took my five-year break, <laughs> but I still got it done. People told me what I should and shouldn't do at the time when I knew I wanted to do what I did it. And I don't, you know, regret it. So that's good stuff. Um, so someone like me who's in the earlier phases, I'm two years in. Um, so single moms that are early on in their journey, any tips that you would share um, as you have made it to the other side? <laughs> don't spare the rod. <laughs> JK, JK. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. For, <laughs> seriously. Me, what I've learned is I try to overcompensate for being the only parent, you know, in his, well, constantly in his life. I'm going to say that. So I try to overcompensate. So I just bought him whatever, sky's the limit, whatever you want, whatever you need, I got it for you, you know, that's one thing that I wish I had not done is because now he's like, mom, you're going to give me no cell phone? I'm like, why? Because I want one. I'm like, no, it's nothing wrong with the one you already got. It's just because he was so used to it. And when they're young, it's not, it's not such a big deal. When they're young, it's when they get older. You know, I was about to hit the Kirk Franklin on him. You know, when he, <laughs> when he up there talked about his cell phone. No. 
no, 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 you're not. You don't need a new cell phone. I just got you a new cell phone. But I would say that and I would also say to make sure you carve out time for yourself because I, like I said earlier, those children grow up and they become adults and they leave the nest and you do not want to be stuck not knowing your identity, not knowing who you are outside of your children. Because I'm telling you for like two weeks after my son left for college, I was distraught. I was lost. I was crying daily. I was, I didn't know anything else besides being his mom. I, I had been his mom my entire adult life from the time I was 17 years old until now. I was his mom. Well, I'm still his mom, but I was caring for him daily. You know, I just didn't know how to operate outside of being Brandon's mom. So even though I was, st I still had a life, I didn't have an identity outside of being his mom. I didn't know how to be detached from that. So just make sure you establish your identity outside of being a mom. Make sure you find out things that you like for yourself, things that you want to do, things you want to do once they're grown, because it's going to happen really fast. I, I promise it feel like he just came out the womb and now he's grown already. So it's going to go fast and you got to make sure you're already on top of that. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose who you are. Just remember that. That's really good. Um, I, I feel like in a recent episode, Shelly, we talked about not overcompensating. Um, I don't know when. I don't know but... if you talked about that with me, but <laughs> I don't remember us talking about that, but it hit home like, not for me. I mean, <laughs> because her grandparents overcompensate enough. I don't have to give her too much, but um, I thought about like what that could look like for someone who's like, I'm trying to be mom, dad, whatever might be lacking. Or I think we did actually about like a certain amount of guilt you might feel. You'll pour that into how you raise them. I'm sorry, girl. I remember. <laughs> I'm like, we did talk about overcompensating. <laughs> you know, we got mom brain still. <laughs> so that's don't good. go away. <laughs> don't go away. <laughs> no, still got it. You still got it. <laughs> um. And then the other part that is big for me, identity, right? Knowing who you are outside of being a mom, that's big. I definitely try to remember that and share it with other people because I think that's even true for just moms, not just single moms, right? I know my experience because I am the single mom, but when I talk to other moms, a lot of the experiences that I've had as a single mom, they still have. And one of those is not like losing themselves in motherhood, um, not loving on themselves, not taking care of themselves, but just focusing so much on the child. So really good stuff. Switching gears for my last question for today. Um, I'm interested We're in real life. Can you share about your projects and stuff that you have going on right now? What's the new stuff Toya got going on in her life? Oh my gosh, listen, look, my brain is always churning, thinking about, I, I have, um, I think my fiance calls it squirrel brain, like I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here, over here. Um, I actually was thinking about 
opening like a gym. I'll, I'll be working out and stuff like that. Now, I don't know how that's going to play out because I don't want to run the gym. I just want to open it. I don't want to run it. So we going to see how that goes. You know, if, if we actually step into that, because I, I will more than likely still want to do that, but it's probably going to take some time. So that's, that's down the road. That's down the road. But I'm still just working on building my blog, building that email list, building a brand for lovely life everything lovely you know it might be some shirts coming one day you never know but I just really enjoy pouring into people any way that God leads me any way that I feel it that's just what I'm gonna do down the road I try to stay focused on what I'm currently doing and anytime I feel the Holy Spirit speaks to me and say hey this is what you should move on, what you should do next. So I'm trying to stay focused on helping people in the best way I know how and just pouring into others right now. That's what God is telling me to do. So I'm just going to continue pouring into people and doing that for now. But down the road, maybe a fitness center, maybe some merch. (laughs) Yes. So what's lovely life? What's that? Okay, so... Here is the story behind it. So, of course, my last name is Lee. So there's a little plug. So how lovely life came into play is, or even the blog came into play. This is the story behind it. Everywhere I would go, I work downtown. So everywhere I would go, I would be out. People would, oh, you look so nice. You look so lovely. Oh, you look nice. You look lovely. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. People will always ask me, where you get your clothes from? And I'm like, girl, I got this from Target, $5.99. They're like, how did you find that? No, I wanted to let women know that you can look good on the budget. You don't have to go to Gucci. You don't have to go to Macy's, even though, you know, I shop at Macy's, but you just don't have to go all to all these high-end stores in order to look good. When I go shopping, I'm going straight to the clearance rack. The meaning behind the blog was, I wanted to show women how they could look lovely, you know, and fashionable on a budget. You don't need to go out there and spend all the money. And so my last name being Lee, I was like, oh, I could put a play on words in there. Lovely. So when I say lovely life, I want to show women how to have a lovely life because sometimes when I'm, I'm showing women, you know, what to wear, they like, oh, girl, where you get that plant from behind you? And I'm like, really really I I literally had somebody message me about a plant the plant behind me in one of my videos and I was like really so and that's when I started to incorporate the lifestyle people are not just interested in what I'm wearing they want to know where you get your household stuff from and all that so that's why I said lovely life and that's the meaning behind it well, from knowing you, Toya, personally, yeah, she be lovely, lavish, and she's quick to tell you, oh, I got this from the clearance rack, and I used to love that, because I would be like, yo, how does she so sharp all the time, and then if and you would think like, oh, I can't afford to look how she be looking, but if you ask Toya where she got that shirt, oh, she gonna tell you where she got it from, and where that it was on the clearance rack, 
and it makes you feel like, oh, okay, well, I probably could. So if you are not following her, I suggest you do because there are so many outfits where she'll do like matchups. And I'm like, oh, I never thought that could go with that. But I see you, boo. I see you. <laughs> She'd be working it. So I love it. Even when you're like, I'm going to wear my leggings days, you still look good. Okay. So go ahead, Toya. Thank you, girl. And this is, <laughs> and this is from someone who... Like my sister said, we kind of tried to do things in order back in the, uh, the conversation we were having, like, you know, go to school, do this, this, then that. Um, and to know that no matter what order you you do it and it'll get done. And so like, I want to applaud you on all that. Like people can come to you with assumptions about how your life might've looked for you to accomplish as much as you have. Um, but you didn't come from, look, you came from humble beginnings, starting out your, that adult life with a child and then going through it with a son. <laughs> Cause teen, I hear teenage boys ain't no joke. You remind me <laughs> constantly. So I want to congratulate you like seriously. That's, that's no small feat. And I cannot wait to see you girl. But again, listeners, go find her. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. This was episode 11 of Sister Mom. As always, please subscribe and share.